Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. Yeah, you have a good uh, couple weeks. We missed last week, yes. endgame-related, so, but we're back. Did you end up going to see the film? No spoilers. No spoilers. Yes, I did. Okay, perfect. That's I, all waited we... till, I waited till Tuesday to see it, but Oof. I didn't see it. Did you get spoiled? That's dangerous territory. Um, I sort of got spoiled, but nothing about the actual ending, and it was just something that happens like five minutes into the film. Oh, so. okay. That's pretty good, all things considered. It was a big, uh, it was a big weekend I... for entertainment. Yeah, I guess I got spoiled about something sort of related to Endgame with some of the questions, but it was something that I knew was going to happen no matter what. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not really sure I counted that as a spoiler. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, uh, folks who are listening, you know, wince no longer. No more Endgame talk. Spoilers not happening here. Plenty of places on the internet where you can go listen to people talk about Avengers, but we're here to talk about Fire Emblem Heroes the fantastic free-to-play game for Nintendo. It's been two weeks, so I feel like I have to explain everything again. But I'm going to stop there. Um, I want to know, let's start with banners. Let's start with our summoning. Obviously, the legendary banner was a big one this week. Eddie, how'd you do? Uh, well, of course, I hopped in to get on. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a spare winter Eric on my way. Um, I may have gotten some other pity breaks, but I can't recall them off the top of my head. But I did... Managed to get on in like my last couple orbs, so that was good. Um, we also had a nice bit of a surprise with the Golden Week stuff in mm-hmm. the uh, Hero Fest of the old Brave Banners. Uh, on the second Brave Banner, I'm or Year Two Brave Banner, I did end up getting a Brave Celica on one of my free summons. I had built up a few more orbs at that point and ended up finishing up the wheel and got not only a Brave. Ephraim, uh, but a Selkie as well on that wheel. And um, on the uh, Year 1 Brave Banner, or Hero Fest, Year year 1 Hero Fest, I got a Brave Roy on a free summon ticket. That's pretty good. Yeah, I didn't didn't actually get anything of note from the the free summons yet. I still got, I think we still have a few tickets to come, and I've also got some tickets built up, because honestly I have I think I picked up a Brave Roy a couple weeks ago, so I have one of each from from both of those of those banners. And it it's yeah, the Golden Week was a bit of a surprise in that we normally I think normally in Golden Week we've gotten a free just a free hero, if I'm not mistaken. Feels I think like the that. first Golden Week is when we got our first Hero Fest banner. So okay, so it wasn't a free hero. When did we get? When did we? Uh, no, it was. I think it was the anniversary of the game. Maybe I'm confusing the two. I think yeah, the I anniversary am. of the game last year. We just got the straight up the special map with the free brave I- or free legendary Ike. Uh, this year we got one of four random heroes. Uh, we may have gotten Kaze in the first uh, in one of the hero weeks when Grand Conquests launched, because uh, hmm. he was a reward for one of the Grand Conquests initially. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm always, you know, mixing these up, but yeah, the golden week has been, you know, really nice, I I suppose for folks who still haven't gotten those, uh, those brave heroes yet. And, and this, I mean, it's good to see them handing out tickets. I know people have, you know, been 
back and forth on whether they'd rather have orbs or rather have tickets. But I think like tickets are essentially five free five free orbs for each ticket because you're you're They're getting to start summon wheel for free. Five free orbs per ticket, but they are far more limited than a uh, actual just getting orbs. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, you're getting especially with a ten day. Uh, five tickets a day, you're getting essentially 50 free orbs. But they're only usable on these specific banners. True. So if you don't use them before these banners vanish, well, those are no longer available or usable. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually, you're getting 100 free orbs here because they're, if you unless you miss the first set of uh, special quests, there are special quests that give you another 10 summon tickets. Yeah, the Allegiance Battles tickets, and, yep. and we'll talk about Allegiance Battles in a bit, because that was new, newly added to the game. Uh, in, in terms of what I did get a hold of, I got a good chunk, a good haul uh, from the Legendary Banner. Um, I did get, uh, when I was going green, I got Christmas Fae and Legendary Hector, which I did not have a Legendary Hector, so that was nice. And for some reason, I also got an Amelia, I got an Amelia, which is also a green unit, but I have no idea where I got her from. I might have Maybe I picked her up from one of the free summons in the Hero Fest. Yeah, I don't but I'm think sure. she was in the in the legendary banner. She no, I just forgot she wasn't. I know we missed it, but I'm trying to see if I can pull it up here. She's definitely not in. Oh, it was um um that new uh, archer lady that rides a horse. Okay. I can't remember her name. Sue. Sue. <laughs> Thank you. I wish Sue had come to my head instead of archer lady on a horse from a few weeks ago um but you can't win them all folks yeah so i did i did get a legendary hector and then for colorless i got a christmas erica just like you and a uh, another leanne and finally a legendary om he was the last one i sort of picked up and again we're going to talk about legendary om in a bit but i was stoked that i got him because i was worried i was going to miss him since i had gotten so many and other heroes from the banner and didn't have a good chunk of orbs uh, so how did you summon on the legendary banner? You just summoned everything, or were you just looking green and I, colorless? I was definitely going green and colorless. I wasn't opposed to pulling red, but I knew I didn't want blue. So I was kind of going you know, hard into green, hard into red, and then hard into colorless. And then eventually, like I got what I, I got the majority of what I wanted from green because I think the, mm-hmm. you know, I was I was happy with the two unique ones and if i didn't get sue i was like whatever uh, so i did move yeah, away from like, green eventually i got sue off of a random might have been the um uh picnic banner i got a random sue off of there so sue will come up anytime but bay mm-hmm. and uh hector are a lot rarer yeah yeah and i think of the banners currently running you know, the big ones of note are definitely the Legendary Heroes Om, and that will be running for another day or two. You've got your uh, Choose Your Legend Hero Fest. They're both running for another f- four days. I should have wrote down when these ended. Usually we do go through the list, but I'm kind of thinking there's a lot in here that are kind of kind of weak sauce. nine banners. There's the... Um, there's the, cha- there's uh, the children's... that popped up. Yes. Uh, yes, the child abuse banners. I mean, the children's, <laughs> they voting gauntlet banners it turns out in fire emblem the world of fire emblem it's not illegal to have your kids uh fight in some sort of tournament 
to determine who is who is most worthy. Um, that's actually those are ending today, actually. So by the time you probably listen to this, they'll be over. But the picnic banner is running for another couple weeks, so you've got plenty of time to enjoy Felicia's terrible cooking. So look forward to that. I'm not sure "enjoy" is the right word there, but yeah. I mean, it depends. I mean, if you're Lucas and you're used to dry paste for a meal, you you might be fine with purple True. goo. I don't know. I do not know. Um, but looking at let's yes, the end of the Tempest trial was fun. Yeah, it was supposed to be that shade of violet. <laughs> oh, this is far better than my previous attempts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and you know what? Speaking of you know Tempest trials and what's going on in the game that we've been enjoying lately. I completely spaced on the on the remainder of Tempest Trial. Usually I'm really good to get in there, and I kind of felt a little bummed that I missed out on probably a good chunk, like at least 20 orbs. I, I didn't feel like I was very far, and I kind of lost it. But you're right, the ending was pretty funny. I love that they leaned in on yeah. Felicia's cooking again. I, I do like the oh, yeah. sense of humor this game has. Yeah, for, for me, I did finish it, but just barely, because I was running. I had slacked off early on, so I was down at, you know... 20,000 on the last couple days or something like that. I mean, that last day I had to get from at least 35,000 if not 30,000 all the way up to um, the 50,000, so mm-hmm. it was a lot of chaining. Yeah, I I just had a crazy week and by the time I realized that I hadn't finished it, usually I auto-battle the hell out of it and get my, you know, my you know, my bonus rounds in right away, but I, I kind of spaced on it. But, um. Yeah, I, I was auto battling, leveling like I usually do. I just was pretty much getting in the three for the quest today and hopping out for mm-hmm. most of the week because I was busy doing other stuff or playing other games, which we'll discuss or at least mention later. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm curious, though, the biggest, newest mode that's been added to the game since we last spoke was Allegiance Battles. And I'm not really sure what's going on here. I, um, I kind of understand they exist? it. They do exist. Yes, that is true. And they're accessible through the Coliseum menu. So the Coliseum menu now includes... Yes, the Arena Metal mm-hmm. menu has turned into the Coliseum menu on the main screen. Mm-hmm. And... Yep. It's interesting because when... So, okay... I'm uh, I'm going to pull up the mode right now because I'm not going to be able to basically fully explain it without seeing it. But there's some weird stuff. Like it pulls in your friends. There's like a bar you fill. But every time I go in there, it's already full because my friends are filling it. It's like a progress, a quest for progress. So, yeah, they explained this when they first announced it. There's going to be a quote unquote target each week. Mm-hmm. And each time you kill it, you get points towards that quest and up until the uh, limit on the bar you get that many points added to your score so you know the first week it was as the preview kind of showed legendary ike every time you killed ike there i think it was vanguard legend ike vanguard legend another credit went towards that thing whether it's I think it has got to be just your friends, because if it was the entire game, that bar would be filled within, you know, a minute of the mood opening each week. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be just your friends, and as long as any one of your friends kills that, you get credit towards it, and so that's pretty much a guaranteed 25 points, unless it's higher this week. Right, so I'm looking at my screen, I have a friend bonus of 24, 
and then I've got a synergy of three, which is a, adds a bonus of three. My current rank, my current thing says six forty-five, which sets the amount of rewards. The rewards you get each week, I think it's a re, it's like arena. It's on a scheduled time frame. I got eight hundred feathers coming my way. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it just it seems like um, it seems like kind of a PVE uh, arena mode. Kind of. Is that the easiest way to kind of describe it? And yeah, it's kind of the way to describe it. It's like um, a defensive battle mode, sort of, but not quite. Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of feels you know, defensive because you're, you're kind of, you've got yeah, you're fighting spawn constant, points. Yeah, you got a bunch of waves and more people coming in. Um, I, can't, I haven't done a round this week, but a synergy of two for me right now. Your friend bonus, which I don't know how they determine what points your friends get or how you know how who your top three friends are to get those give you those points mm-hmm. you know um the quest bonus of 25 i got a friend bonus of 24 as well why my friends are a plus eight i don't know you know maybe they've been, maybe they've just been playing more like i said i don't know what determines the friend but top <laughs> friends Right. Does that mean that each of these people has done the mode eight times this week? Does it mean they've gotten a score of at least 800? Does it mean... I don't know. You know? I mean, I have a feeling that obviously people in in the Discord... Our listeners will let us know what's going on. Because I think, like, there is something going on here that, that means... The the mode's been out for just I think a couple weeks, and it's just been tough for me to jump in because it, I did jump in enough to get the ten first summon tickets that were available through quests, mm-hmm. and I just it doesn't feel, and we've talked about this, it doesn't feel like it's doing anything crazy new with the gameplay, and I know there's not a lot you can do with the gameplay, but I do like the yep. fact that they're experimenting with map placement in terms of like where enemies you know come back into play like are reinforced right so you're kind of strategically moving your characters around and then you're having to deal with reinforcements that they come in at these set points and the ability to swap out heroes that are paired up it's nice that they've basically opened that up to anyone uh that has the game outside of just folks that have legendary roy or legendary om right so it's nice that they, this mode exists for you to be able to try out that feature since there are only two units in the entire game that can do it outside in normal PvE gameplay. So I like and that. That is, that is even limited PvE gameplay as well. So Oh, it's limited? Yeah. Like, what do you mean it's, it's limited in that it, it's only only certain PvE... Like, what, what would you... Obviously not available in Arena, right? Because that's not PvE. Correct. It's only PvE modes, but it's not available in Tempest Trials. It's not available in. Uh, let me see. Let me pull up the parrot menu. Hmm. It, it not being um, available in Tempest Trials is a big bummer for me because that's my biggest PvE play. Is there a reason that? Like, what's the reasoning for that? That just seems like an odd thing to do. Uh, let's see. Legendary Heroes. Pair up is compatible modes are main story, paralogs, training tower, and allegiance battle. Hmm. So, so that's... no tempest trials, no, you know, a lot of the modes just main story, paralogs, training tower, and allegiance battle. Okay. The only places you 
and do pair-ups. That's gotta say that's not that's not a lot. Um, but nope, I mean, maybe, maybe they'll, they'll add more. more. But you know, maybe. Well, we'll keep playing around with the Legion's battle. Like, is there is there anything that is there anything else that's jumped out to you this week in terms of uh, or the last couple weeks? I guess playing the game. Um. Off the top of my head, not thinking anything, so I'm guessing not. Okay. Yeah. Well, looking... Uh, f- uh, by the way, uh, don't forget with the Golden Week stuff, to, today should be... Tonight is your last chance to get that five times XP bonus. Oh, yes. Oh, gosh, yeah, I should probably jump on that, considering I've I got quite yep. the haul of level one five stars. tomorrow... Yeah, five, six is... I believe tomorrow is when the five times SP and XP cancelled. Ends up, ends and goes back down to double. Five times is crazy. That's a crazy amount. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah. Have so, you been doing your daily daily maps? Yes, that's a really good point. I was gonna say, was there anything else from Golden Week worth, you know, kind of highlighting for people? And those daily maps, two free orbs a day, and the maps are around for three days each, I believe. Four days. So, four days. So some of them It'll have say already three days left, off. but yeah. Thunder dropped off. Um, I I managed to get up to the point where I haven't completed the past three days, mm-hmm. so I have one day, uh, you know, one more day to finish one of them. Then next one comes up, but you know. All right, that's good. Well, we'll get in there for Golden Week and experience those daily maps. Get your orbs. As for what's coming up in the next week for Fire Emblem Heroes. We are lacking a new event calendar, so we may get one of those soon enough. But as for what's coming in the books, we've got the Cavalry Mastery Quest starting on the 6th of May. May Special Orb Promo starting on the 10th. And a new Heroes Login Bonus plus Banner plus Forging Bonds starting on the 10th of May. We'll uh, we'll do a little speculation on the new Heroes in just a little bit. But before then, let's move into our topic, which is, of course, Legendary Om and the Surprise... Ta-da! Version 3.5 coming soon. But uh, before we talk about that, let's look at Legendary Om, which is the Saint King, Sir Saintly Om. This is a post uh, Valentia completion Om, which is really cool. Swooping in from uniting Valentia in Fire Emblem Gaiden or Echoes is Saint King Om. Om finally gets his first alt as an Earth Legendary Colorless Bow Unit with what seems to be the new standard Legendary Kit of a personal dual skill and pair-up ability. His legendary bow, the Lunar Arc, has the usual bow effects and grants him speed plus three, and if Om initiates combat, he deals damage equal to a quarter of the enemy's defense. His legendary skill is Lunar Flash, and it ignores 20% of his enemies, uh, enemy's defense slash resistance during combat, as well as boosting his damage by 20% of Om speed. He also has a tier 4 version of Darting Blow as another new skill, and Null Follow-Up and Odd Attack Wave uh, to round out his kit. So that's Saint King Om. He finally gets an alt. Uh, Eddie, you and I both have this character. I have not put a lick of time into this guy because I got so much before him. But he does look really cool. Can I just... I gotta state how cool it is that this game is giving us sort of a canon look at Om post- Valencia, like I think we got a bit of that in Valencia, but it's really neat that they've added them. I want to see more of these alts being like not Christmas themed, but this guy is just this is the 
culmination of the character's journey in the game. I think that's so cool. Yeah, I also think it's fairly similar to his, um, I think it's, what is it, Conqueror outfit or whatever, his Overclass outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard some comments of some slight improvements to it, uh, but it is fairly reminiscent of that, and it is quite cool. I kind of like the shield on his hand that he shoots his arrows through the shield, apparently, which is an interesting design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, his art is really cool, and I'm—I mean, I like his kit too. Like, don't get me wrong; it sounds like he's a very powerful unit. Most legendary heroes are, and I am glad to have a, a character with the pair-up ability, even though we did discuss its kind of lame um, limitations. Uh, but yeah, he's really neat. Yeah. I really like him. Yes. Cool. And the way they actually do pair up in the game is actually kind of interesting because I hadn't really fully looked into it until Legion's Battles come out. But there's a special men- menu where you assign the character who you want to pair up with the legendary hero. And then if it's a mode that they can actually pair up in, the they'll start paired up. So Yeah. No, you're right. It is really... I, I haven't played around with the actual pair-up ability, but again, in Allegiance Battles, I do like the way that they've set it up where you can have an enemy, you can have your character go in, do the damage, switch out. It also works cool if you have, like, you pair an armor guy with a cavalry guy, you send the cavalry in, and then switch him over to armor so he can take a couple hits, like if you're a you're a, a or like defensive with offense. Pair him with a, yep, arm pair him with someone who has either close counter or distant counter or you know so that uh you know he goes in he smacks him with his bow swap him out and then they're able to defend against the melee or the if they have distant defense the everyone you know yeah yeah and i think there's a mode so there's a an ability to set it up where in allegiance battles you can change it so it doesn't smart end your turn because I've had a couple times where you move your character, your your pair-up character last, thinking you want to switch over after his attack, but then it ends your turn automatically. Yeah, you so do you, have to be careful of that if you have smart and, smart turn end on your own. Yeah, so um, you, that's one thing that I think people should or know. Or auto end turn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and the pair-up heroes count as one hero. If one of them dies, they're both gone. True. They don't, they don't separate after getting defeated. Do they share a health pool? They must, right? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I could be wrong. Yeah. So I, that could be another way, reason to swap who's in front, because the other person is low on health. Yeah, I should look into that. That feels but, like something I should have experienced by now, but I guess I haven't really been paying attention. Yep. I mean, as far as I know in the other games, you don't share a health pool, so if you, one of them gets really low on health, then you're going to need their... To swap them out, you can put the full health person up front so you can get a healer over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. That is a good point. The 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 mode the the yeah the stuff it's based on it it certainly doesn't share a health pool. Um, but I also do believe in those modes. If the front person goes down, the remaining person stays there. So there are some differences. Eh, uh, yeah. Also a very good point. Uh, yeah, no, I, I like, again, like, I like the way Legendary Alm looks. I think this is a very good example of some solid artwork for an alt character. And I know there's been other Legendary characters where they use, you know, canon, you know, upgraded 
armor, I think. Krom wasn't a legendary, but it was an alt. Exalted Krom. He he it was that yeah. was his like next level within Awakening sort of look, I I think. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. But yeah, solid stuff. Another legendary hero behind us, and we move forward into the th- version 3.5 update, which should be out next mm-hmm. week, we're thinking. Uh, yeah, it's not before the 6th, but obviously before the 10th. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it might be out before the 6th, but it doesn't need to be out before the 6th, because the cavalry quest came in with the Alm update. Uh, so, don't know exactly when it'll be out, but probably around the 8th, 8th or 9th, like usual. Uh, but... Got a bunch of updates. Um, one of the biggest improvements, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Ether Raids is getting friend mock battles. So you can intentionally fight your friend's teams, but it doesn't count for anything. So I, I don't do it Ether Raids enough that this has any interest to me, but maybe I... some people are looking for that. I think this is specifically for those folks, and there are folks in our Discord who, who have asked this question once or twice when the mode was new, is like wanting to test your ether setup and saying like, hey, someone go in and try to beat my battle and let me know how it goes. Because you don't get that communication yeah. between you and the other player who may randomly fight you. True, so that might be useful. You have your friend specifically mock battle you so you can get actual feedback. Yeah. Uh do you think this is like the the sign that they might finally give us, you know, challenge your friends for an arena? Because that's what I think would be really cool is like my best dudes against your best dudes in a arena mock battle. Like I would like that to be able to challenge my friends and see if like who has the better, you know, team set up in terms of AI. I don't need it to be I don't need it to be asynchronous gameplay. I would love it to be similar to like hero academy shout out to folks who remember that game but even if it's just mock battles where it's me against my my friend's ai that would be fine but what i would really i still really want and would add a lot to this game it's probably a lot of work but like an asynchronous mode where i move you get a notification that i've made my move and so on and so forth i i really want that so do we feel that this is a step in that direction or is this just them kind of like giving like a, a vocal minority, what they want, where it's they want an ability to, to a way to test their their defense. Well, if you get the friend to set up their best units in here, this might be similar idea, but no, that's a good know, idea. It has the turn limit, whereas Arena doesn't. But I don't know if they're going to add it or if this will be the closest we get. I hope they do. Hard to say, but yep. you're right. I hadn't thought about that. That you could just obviously put your most powerful heroes in here and then see how that goes yep or like on discord we could set up a thing and it's like any listeners who want to try out our group then feel free but i don't pay enough attention to ether raids that i'd actually probably do that so mm-hmm. and we're getting two new structures in ether raids the bright yes. shrine and the dark shrine Yes. They look uh, cool. Once, yep. And they're both offensive and def- defensive versions coming. And they lower certain stats by up to five of the foe on the enemy team who has the highest stat total of those stats through their next action. So, kind of additional debuffs that'll knock one stat down. You know, potentially make them, give them more trouble doing stuff. So... 
Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll eventually add two additional stats to fill out the rest of the stats, or maybe what stats these affect will change week to week. But you know, looking at the pictures, if I were to guess, it's attack for one of them, and I don't know what the other would be. Yeah, kind of. It's not a shield. It's like a. It looks like a yeah. staff, maybe, kind of. Oh, maybe resistance. Maybe. They don't, tell. they don't really say, which is weird. Yep. Um, uh, plus, we're also getting a new icon for R&R Affinity. So when you go into <laughs> Ether Raids, it'll be telling you, hey, you've ignored this crappy mode that no one cares about. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> this niche mode that a very limited number of people give a crap about. Yeah. I thought this was specifically so you made sure you clicked on it at least once a week. But uh, it's a bit overkill for this to be appearing if you haven't clicked on it daily. <laughs> yeah, it's the daily. If you haven't cl collected that day's R&R, if any, you have not seen that week's special event. So right. it'll be a daily thing there every day. Uh, plus, you are getting new three new R&R amenities at the inn. Or for the inn. No explanation of what they are. They're just three new R&R amenities for the inn. Mm, are those like the ducks for the spring? Is that what they're... Yes, that would be my guess. They're okay. similar to the ducks for the springs, what they are, whether they're lampshades or paintings to hang on the walls or teddy bears for, you know, units to sleep with. I don't know. So. Just three new R&R amenities for the inn is what it says. Good, good. Uh, well, look forward to that. So you got the weapon refinery update. We got Sully, Lucas, Faye, and Stahl all getting new weapons. Um, these are Gen 1 characters, probably, they look like. Yeah. I remember. Uh, Faye is uh, one who came in later. I can't remember when exactly Lucas did, but he'll get himself a special lance. Daybreak um, lance. These, these, yep. these weapons often, uh, you know, are based around like that character's specific weapon from the game they're in. Um, Most characters don't have specific weapons in their mm -hmm. own games, but these are, you know, as you can see, they're kind of based off of characters' traits, per se. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, Stahl is, might have been called the Panther in, um, you know, uh, in game. Awakening. It's been a while since I played in Remember His Character much but you know i remember sully be kind being kind of bullish to a degree not exactly you know hard to exactly label it per se but you know well lance kind of fits but the one that obviously fits is bay and her bow of devotion with her constant unrequited love towards alm mm -hmm. well no you're right bow of devotion is very fitting for Faye. uh i you know i got a question do you often like look at these heroes and think, okay, these four guys, I need to go in and give them their new weapon? Do you do that every time they uh, do a weapon refinery update? No. Okay, me neither. I'd love I to say I'd love to say I do, and I might get to stall because I just leveled him up via the um, tempest trials. This last one. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I, most of them I'll go in and check if I think of it. But half the time they don't have enough SP and it's like, okay, I need to try and get in there and get them the SP and 
then I don't. So. Okay. Yeah, I got a bunch of that. Those those items laying around. I just haven't bothered to go in, but it's nice for folks who are looking for these these characters that they're gonna have new weapons. Yep, new weapons and as usual, some new heroes on the heroic rail menu. Uh, we got Rutger and Loki joining the uh, heroic rail menu. Uh, the spring Loki that we just from the Tempest Trials. Mm -hmm. uh, plus, we also will have an improvement to the equips uh, equip seals screen. Uh, so, looking at the picture they show, it looks like it'll be a, a, you know, oh, what's the word for that thing? Uh, a, men a menu screen instead of a list. Yeah, or so th like that, they're know? more, icons. it's more visual, yeah. There's a bunch of icons, you can tap to see the details of each seal, and yeah, it looks uh, it looks like a, a, a nice update because honestly, the seals that list is a bit unwieldy, and I, I do appreciate this more yeah. like wide listing, so I can see more than four or five at a time, and I can see pretty much a good collection of them all at once, and yes, might help when you're narrowing them down because you can okay, I want to show all the A skill seals, and then you can kind of click on each one, and the A skill seals should all show up, and they've got that like tiered scroll bar on the side so it'll show you like yep. i'd say the tiered scroll bar is how you tell which one where you break the next set of seals yeah so like it has all the a skill seals and that first white bar will probably be the b then the c then whatever else they have like unique seals mm -hmm. this is a it's a really cool quality of life update and it looks like this is one of those like smaller version updates but uh, one thing you mentioned to me in discord that was kind yes. of went past my radar was the fact that blessed gardens is going to be sunset uh at the end of may are we, yep. are we sad about that <laughs> um i'll admit after they i think after they got to just lunatic difficulty i was having enough issues with it i haven't really been in that often mm -hmm. uh the maps will still be there i'm guessing eventually blessed gardens will be rolled into another icon to make way for something else eventually yeah uh but you know essentially as of 526 that map will be the last map added um so it does indicate that the maps will still be accessible just like all the old maps that are accessible still uh, but at the same time, the following reset for Allegiance Battles, you'll be getting additional rewards. Uh, the rank rewards will add blessings to it. And the score rewards will add uh, additional hero feathers, as well as Divine Dew and Orbs to the score rewards. So. How do you even get into Blessed Garden? I just, I just realized I don't know how to get into it anymore. Oh yeah, Ether Raid's already knocked it off the thing. So is it? Oh, is it multi map? Yeah, multi map. So it's battle yep. multi or battle story maps, multi map battles, and then Blessed Gardens. Blessed your... Gardens, and then choose your garden. It is. It is already buried. Oh. It does not surprise me that they are uh, going to be sunsetting. And we've already it. received the very last of the garden, the water garden maps. Because mm. if you go into the Blessed Gardens menu, it says all maps are available. Garden Wind has six days to a new map, Earth has 13, and Fire will be that 26th on the 26th when you get 
that last map. Well, the thing, the big thing about these was that it offered like some of these offered five orbs, right? But they were yep. just so hard. Like some of them, they they just got to be. You're right. They just got to be adding, like not lunatic, but above that, like it was uh, infernal. Yeah, man, that's just so. It was so brutal. And yep. yep. So it looks like I have completed a bunch of the lunatic maps, but the first infernal map, Water Sanctuary Six. Mm-hmm. Or Water Six is where I have not beaten. I've tried it, but I did not beat it. So yeah, and they and they did gardens and grounds. So do we know if all blessed gardens or are blessed grounds still going to be hitting? Essentially, as of the twenty sixth, no more maps. Period will be coming out for blessed gardens. Is what it says. Oh, okay. the The grounds, the gardens are the single map battles. The mm-hmm. grounds are the multi map battles. Okay. If you'll see, there's battle numbers next to the number of teams you can send and the number of battles you can send. Or you fight. So. I'm way behind on a lot of this stuff. It's just, they're so difficult. It feels like you're hammering hammering your head against a wall that you just don't feel like it's worth the two or four orbs. So. Yep. Well, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do if they're just sunsetting it because they've got so much else going on in the game or if they replace it with something else. But I am happy. I know I interrupted you when you were talking about Allegiance Battle rewards being increased, but it's it's cool that Allegiance Battles are going to be giving us more than just feathers because I think feathers are useful, but I like to see a little variance in the rewards. Yeah, and if you really think about it, essentially Allegiance Battles are replacing Blessed Garden. Uh, Legion's Battles will be using the new Legendary Heroes a lot more. And, um, you know, the pair-up that is unique to the new ones is going to be in the Allegiance Battles mode. Because mm-hmm. cool. you get a bonus for killing with a pair-up te- team, so if you have more people in there paired up, it makes it e- easier to get bonuses good stuff well i think that's going to cover it for 3.5 now let's move into game club where we're going to be talking about that's right not shadow dragon we finished that last time we're talking about fire emblem fates conquest and this week we are going to be covering the prologue chapters one through six and conquest chapters themselves i know we said we would go to 12 but we're actually going to be doing seven and eight because i fell behind it's been a crazy week and spoiler alert I actually did not play through the entirety of 7 and 8. So bear with me. I will catch up uh, with this one. It's not because I'm falling behind, and it's not because I don't like Conquest, and it's not because they're too hard. It's just that I completely ran out of time this the last couple weeks. But Eddie... Work and, work and life can get crazy, and technically we were aiming for 12, and I only got to 10. So it's true. Yeah, there was reached our original goal, so... Yeah, we'll do better. And this isn't going to be another Shadow Dragon thing where we stop halfway through the playthrough. I think we're we're going to be keeping on this one, but uh, especially since we got to get through it before uh, Three Houses comes out. Yes, because I do not want to be playing Conquest when I should be playing Three Houses. I I have no problem making that statement on this podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking there might be about a month or so hiatus from Game Club when Three Houses come out. Month or so. So we can play through three houses on our own for a bit without having to juggle a second game. And then we can get back into maybe Sacred Stones or something else Yeah. Uh, before we actually jump into three houses for Game Club. 
Yeah, and as we said, like we're going to be playing Three Houses. We're going to be talking about Three Houses. It may not be in a game club type structure, but don't worry, we will be talking about uh, Three Houses. Eddie, give us a give us a start here to the story. Set up this yes. grand conquest, if you will. Well, we return to the world of sanity. See what I did there? I, I just I, yes, yes. <laughs> I just realized I was, it's your favorite mode. Uh, that was a good setup. Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing at my own joke. I guess we didn't quite return to the world of sanity quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. No, I, I just it's but there's a lot of quality of life changes through the years that fi- that are in fates. Uh, not to mention better graphics uh, that were not in Shadow Dragon. Um, not saying Shadow Dragon was a bad game, but it was did feel like a bit of slog at points, hence the random break. Uh, so we open with your avatar character, male or female, by your choice. Uh, speaking of, what did you go with, Ryan? I went with, I think I played, when I originally played this, I went with a male Corrin. That was with uh, Birthright. So with this one, I went with a female corn. Um, okay. Just well, kind of I, like standard fare. I cross-dressed as well, so I went with the female corn as well in here. Uh, they're training in their castle home, and also there is a disadvantage to using a male corn. You're far more limited on who you can wed if you want to get all the children characters with a male corn. So. Hmm. But. Essentially, if you marry any of the normal characters that don't have either Corrin as their only option um, to marry, uh, you're going to lose one of the children characters. Because there won't be enough men to marry for the women. It is a weird choice in their part, but it's what they decided, so. You know. I didn't realize that was the thing. Yep. Uh, so we open with the Avatar character uh, training in their castle home after waking from a nightmare. Uh, that is essentially a short preview of what will happen in Chapter 6. Uh, after sparring with Xander and meeting the rest of the Norian nobles, you are told to go to the capital. Your father has summoned you to the capital. Uh, from there, you are given a sword by Garen, your father, uh, as far as you know, as well as a series of tasks that continuously show how you and Garen are extremely different in viewpoint. Uh, like, the first one is there's a couple of prisoners, uh, Hoshidan prisoners he orders you to kill. Uh, you soundly defeat them, and he gets pissed at you for not just straight up murdering them. Uh, and your other siblings are also more, like, at least a little more aligned with you and are far better skilled at uh, making their father happy. Or at least not pissing him off, making Garon happy. Uh, in one of the tasks, uh, to investigate a border fort, uh, the helper that Garon sends you sends with you ends up starting a big battle with Hoshinins. And after you win it, he attacks you, uh, knocking Gunter, your... I think it was Gunter in this one, off a bridge. Um, and then... Uh, as you go to attack him, you get uh, your sword throws you off the bridge, where you are saved by the stable girl from your castle, who turns out to be a dragon who you saved when younger, thinking it was just a small bird. Um, afterwards, you end up meeting the Hushinan nobles and Queen Mikoto as well. 
Um, you hear from them that apparently you were not Garen's child. He kidnapped you when you were a baby. Uh, you are then sent to help out with an issue in Hoshido. And you meet the essentially the Risen from Awakening of this game, the Faceless. After you defeat the Faceless and meet up, meet uh, Hinoka and Sakura, uh, when Mikoto is preparing to introduce you to Hoshido, some bizarre kind of half-visible people appear, and the sword that Garen gave you shatters, and the shards start flying to kill you. Uh, but Mikoto steps in the way, getting killed in the process. In your in your uh, pain and sorrow of what happened, you transform into a dragon for that battle. Uh, after, uh, and in that transformation, or after you transform back, you do recover your memories and find out that what you were told is true, that Garon did kidnap, kill your father and kidnap you as a baby. Uh, after the battle, Azura manages to calm you down. And then we go on to chapter 6. So in chapter 6, the decision comes. You come to the battlefield with all eight nobles. They're claiming you to come with them for this playthrough we sided with Nor since we were picking the conquest side. And it's a very short battle where you only have to defeat four of the Hoshidans to end the chapter. So it goes pretty quick. In chapter 7, we return to the Norian capital. And while Gan- Ganon's... Garen's advisor, Iago. Not fully wrong. No, no, not wrong. And uh, Iago, uh, who is not the parrot from Aladdin, uh, is pushing to have you killed. Your Norian siblings, uh, please, and the dusk dragon Ananakos lead to Garen to give you a chance, though he plans and expects you to fail and be tortured. To go alone to quell the Ice Tribe Rebellion. On the way there in the woods of the Forlorn, you are ambushed by a bunch of Faithless, but shortly after Jacob, Silas, Elise, Effie, and Arthur show up throughout the map to join you. In Chapter 8, as you travel to the Ice Tribe village, you collapse and are saved by the leader of the Ice Tribe because of your sword. Due to some crazy mishaps and confusion over what it means to quell a rebellion, though you have similar ideas of doing it without violence, you understand it will take more negotiation than just asking politely. You are forced into battle with the Ice Tribe. Leo's retainers, Niles and Odin, join during the battle, and after fighting your way through, you convince the Ice Tribe to stop rebelling while you try to make things better in Nor. And that concludes the story of the entire first eight chapters in the game. So, big, big stuff to go over. Obviously, these 3DS games were known for packing as much story into each chapter as possible, and that is going to be the biggest difference between this game club and the game club we did for Shadow Dragon. Because Shadow Dragon, while it did have some story, it was fairly minimal chapter to chapter. Yeah. I mean, and also maybe maybe there was almost as much story in Shadow Dragon, but it was condensed into, you know, the bottom third of a screen, maybe even bottom quarter of a screen mm-hmm. for three or four paragraphs over a still image as opposed to three or four cutscenes of people, you know, in-game rendered cutscenes of you chatting with people mm-hmm. back and forth. Like the Ice Tribe one, it's like you wake up and then, you know, you almost slip where you're from and Jacob advises, you know, or Silas stops you from doing that. Then Elise shows up and just blurts it out and Alicia shows up and just all kinds of craziness. 
Yeah, and Silas is one of those characters that is is present in both Birthright and Conquest because he's a he's an old yes. old friend from back in in your Nor days. Yes, he was a childhood friend who you have forgotten over the years. Essentially, uh, you kind of remember him after he introduces himself, but the childhood friend who took you outside of the castle and got banished from the castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, not far outside the castle, but like just took you out to have a lunch type thing on the grounds and they banished him for it. So just showing how forgiving and friendly they can be. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, the story, you know, going through the synopsis kind of, it's a bit, it's a lot, there's a lot there to unpack uh, yeah. with, with the story. So that it's, it, but it kind of sums up the, our our first eight chapters in a way where there's not a lot of room for discussion. I think that this game sets itself up really well. And what I think is really worth discussing in this first chat, this first game club chapter, is the fact that this was the first the attempt. I remember having this conversation on the Gamers Inn when when this was announced, Fates, and it was going to be essentially three different games, two games in a box. Uh, box versions and then a a DLC true path sort of being being coming out I think two weeks after launch and yeah. I remember that being controversial when I described it obviously Jocelyn uh, was not playing Fire Emblem uh, at the time but I was a big Fire Emblem fan and my thoughts were that oh I can always go for more Fire Emblem this essentially means I'm getting three games as we both know, like that's not really the case in that a lot of Conquest, especially these first eight chapters, a lot of Conquest and Birthright is very similar. Like in, like you still yes end up going no. to the Ice Tribe or do you go to the Fire Tribe in Birthright? Now I'm confusing the two, I think. I don't recall if you ever encounter the Flame Tribe. You do start going to a different tribe in uh, Birthright. Um, it's where you get... Uh, Another of the kid-looking characters. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, Hayato, I think. Um, and I think they might be Wind Tribe, not Fire Tribe or Ice Tribe. Um, a lot of the maps seem to be visited in reverse order, but the similar maps are same maps. Um, so maps are kind of the same, but there is different story from Chapter 7 through Chapter 25 or wherever the game ends. In each of the three modes, I think um, uh, re, uh, Revelations, the third mode, does have some new maps uh, based on special events that are hidden that we don't find out about until Revelations. You know, so it sort of is three di- different games because you do did get at least in, or at least two different games with a third one that combines them, where you get um. Different char- mostly different characters. You know, you may be fighting on the same maps, but they're in different orders with uh, potentially different enemies and different uh, tasks to do. Because um, from what I recall about um, the Ice Tribe one, I uh, don't think you were trying to avoid getting to the... or you were trying to... I don't recall if you were fighting someone to rush to the villages or not. It's been a while, mm-hmm. but the reason the Ice Tribe is fighting you is completely different, you know? Yeah, I, just, I remember, 
I just remember a lot of folks talking about how three games being released was, it was a lot. Like there was a lot to, uh, there was a lot there and it was already like a very complex story. But the idea of the story choosing between your two families was really a really neat idea because I think they set it up because it has a, it's a core, it's not like Pokemon where there's two versions, they're very separate. In this, there are three versions, but they all share the same core beginning to the story. And I do like the branching paths. I've never played Revelations, so I don't know what the true path actually is. But looking at between Birthright and Conquest, there is that really cool split where you're clearly, you clearly know that Nor is in the wrong, and you're still going towards the endgame of, of uh, unseating Garen, right? However, you do it in two different ways in that, like, with Birthright, you go back to Ashido, you, you work your way through there, and in this, you, in Conquest, you're going back to, to Nor and working your way through that side. Um, I'll admit, I haven't played through, but I do think you do have the same end boss of Garen in both games. Um, I could be wrong. But, yeah, it's like, you are, you're not exactly trying to unseat Garen, you're trying to get to the bottom of what's going on. Mm-hmm why he is the way he is in Conquest. Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah, like you said, I mean, I'm not even sure you're really doing that. You're try- So far, I seem to be trying to appease him. Not even trying to figure out what's going on, but I'm trying to appease him and make things better in Nor to stop the war, which seems to be the exact opposite of what Garen wants, you know? He wants to in- increase the war or whatever. Um, and yeah, I agree. It, when you pl- when playing through those first six chapters again, I mean, we realize how really hard it feels to choose Nor. I mean, maybe the if the way they set it up is that you know with the conquest Nor, when it you bought it before you knew what the story was, mm-hmm. would make it easier for some people. Part of me wonders if they had done it the way they did in Japan, if almost no one would have chosen the Norian side. What was the difference in Japan? Essentially, in Japan, if you bought the digital version, version, uh, you got you played through chapter six, and then in chapter six, you chose either Conquest or Birthright, and then you downloaded the rest of the that game. Hmm. And then, if you wanted the additional paths. Essentially, buying the game got you a free purchase ticket for one of the storylines. Oh, interesting. And then you could buy the second one, and when Revelations came out, you could buy that. Hmm. So it actually let you get the game before choosing which path you took. Yeah. In their digital version. I mean, I, I remember specifically when I went through it, I did... I'll be honest. I did the research. Birthright was labeled as, like the easier path and i was like well screw that i'll do the easier path first before i like you know because when you're doing hard mode you don't want to go straight to hard mode you kind of want to get your feet wet right that was my thinking then i didn't realize at the time like when am i gonna have time to play through not one yet two fire emblem games so conquest never really the third one yeah yeah well the third one i was never even I, i don't even know how it ends like i know obviously i know from playing through birthright but i don't know what happens at the end of revelations Maybe we'll find that out one day. Um, but yeah, I remember just picking Birthright out of the just of the case that it was easier. So I figured I'd play through the easy one first and, and do that. Yeah, I don't think I really looked at the easier. I just liked the Hoshiden characters better. Mm-hmm. And also it was a little bit more different than the normal Fire Emblem. 
because you have all the uh, more Japanese Chinese style characters and weapons. It had that samurai feel, which was really nice. Yeah. Um, now, so. did you play? So obviously, we ha- I didn't play any of the paralogs that are available, and we we had a bit of discussion off air about how paralogs would work because there are a lot of them in these 3ds games and we basically came to the conclusion most of them you only get if you marry off characters so exactly right so it's going to be a lot of them are going to be kind of optional that's why they're called paralogs so we kind of came to the conclusion that we would talk about them as we experience them and we'll probably only mention them once unless we have wildly different experiences which i doubt would be the case i mean like well discuss them once mm-hmm. when one of us goes through them and then if the other who hadn't quite gotten there yet gets to it and will mention oh i did do this paralogue finally and got this character or you know if they have a wildly different uh turn in there they might discuss the weird changes or differences they had happen to them yeah so but, you played through a paralogue this week uh yes uh uh, unless you know, unless you married a unit earlier, you only had access to one paralog so far. Uh, and if some of the pl- uh, people playing along got all the way to chapter twelve, they might have gotten someone married. I know I have a couple characters that are getting kind of close. Um, but the first one, paralog one, appears after completing chapter seven. Uh, like in Awakenings, this early play uh, paralog gives you access to a villager unit. In this game, that villager is Mozu. Uh, villagers are weak to start, but they get a skill that gives them a, a straight 10% bonus across the board to all stat increases, which means if you invest in them, there is a good chance they can become some of the strongest characters in the game. Uh, there are those Donald memes for uh, heroes because, you know, I think Donald actually was a pretty tough unit for red units early on. And in Awakening, he was a villager unit, and if you built him up, he could be quite a beast. So, Yeah, the villager trope in Fire Emblem is a big deal. Yep. Which we'll mention a bit later as well. Although, slightly different villagers later on. Um, I did grab Mozu at the first opportunity, and have been training her up. Got her up to 10 or 11 at this point, and um, uh reclassed her into her uh, archer subclass. Uh, eventually, I might take her back down to villager to get those last couple skills. I gotta figure out what they are and figure out if I want them. But uh, in this one, it doesn't reset your level when you reclass, unlike Awakening. So, can't overpower your characters too much. So. Mm-hmm. But, uh... We do. There are a couple recruitable units. Most of the units are automatic, as mentioned earlier. Uh, but there are a couple recruitable, and we'll go over them when we encounter the ones that are recruitable. Uh, the other ones we'll mention during the main story, because they automatically join you. So, we haven't encountered any of those uh, recruitable units yet. So. Yeah, and basically the biggest, you know, the difference that you've noted here for between our two playthroughs was the whole ryuma luck battle the rng battle at the in chapter five where he's yep. facing off as a uh, against some dark foe and 
I, I actually had him pass, uh, or sorry, retreat. He died and he retreated, which is nice. And I actually Googled it. And I remember as I was Googling it, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember Googling this when I played it in Birthright 2. And there were some notes of people like, yeah, he's supposed to die. There's, you know, RNG, la, 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 la. Then I had some people saying like, oh, my guy actually lived. Because you can't get to him in time before he dies. Yeah. But he, well, I guess he killed him. it depends on the RNG. If it he, does. the RNG works in his favor, he'll kill the random guy and start attacking other ones. If the RNG works against them, he'll get defeated and have to retreat, which happened to me as well this time around. Mm-hmm. And he, he did retreat in mine as well, uh, too, but I guess some folks on the internet were saying that they actually had him win and they were surprised, but it doesn't impact your game whatsoever. He, It's for yeah, story like reasons. Those, those first five chapters, uh, anyone can die, no consequences, because this is prologue, everyone's going to vanish as soon as you complete chapter six, and that's it. And then they'll come back later on for permanent. Uh, I could be wrong. Maybe if certain characters die in those first six chapters, they won't appear later on. But I'm pretty sure all the royals... I mean, heck, in um, chapter six, you have to kill three of the Hoshiden royals. At least, if not all four of them. So. Yep. Well, uh, next time when we return for Game Club, we will be aiming for chapter 13. And I, you know, Scout's Honor will do my darndest to make that happen. We wanted to uh, shoot past... Uh, our initial goal of the of the chapter 12 plus eddie's already up to chapter 10 yes. so i didn't want to you know cap them even further so uh yeah game club chapter 13 if you're playing alongside us i promise we'll actually get to chapter 13 this time eddie uh, before before yep. we move on i did want to cover one thing quickly i did say i was kind of cheesing the game in um uh the discord if those had noticed uh, essentially, I have the DLC, so I've been using the DLC XP map to give my characters a bit of extra XP. Right. I, I like having overpowered characters, so... Yeah, because people were saying in Conquest you can't grind. But I was, I was pretty and sure the DLC allowed you to do that. Yeah, the DLC is, you know, not expected to be there necessarily. Uh, so I've been kind of grinding through the DLC to get some extra XP for my characters. Uh, so that's probably why I have Mozu so high. Mm-hmm. I was gonna, I was uh, gonna ask why you got a reclass, but yeah, like though that makes sense. Uh, yeah, DLC, it's it's in there. I've never played any of the DLC for Fire Emblem outside of the the conquest or the Fates branch. So, is it worth it? Like outside of being able to grind? Um, outside of being able to grind. I haven't really played through most of it, so I don't know. Uh, there are some special story chapters with the children characters, I think, later on. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it requires you have a completed save or what children it takes, or if it's preset characters like the Valentia DLC that was the that happens before the game. So I mean, some of the DLC are bonus items uh, or easier access to additional items. You know, mm-hmm. but other than grinding, I mean, I don't know if it was it's really necessary. And if you want technically the intended difficulty from conquest, you probably shouldn't play any of the DLC. You know, right? No, that makes sense. All good thoughts, Eddie. Quickly, 
speculation corner. We got new heroes arriving on Friday. What's your best guess for what these um, heroes are going to be? It might be more of a hope for me than mm-hmm. anything, but I'm kind of hoping Awakening. Because aside from Pan as a GHB, we have gotten nothing from Awakening in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going to guess, safe guess, that there might be more beast units in our future, because that seems to be the That's uh, theme. the one I think is less safe. Yeah, because there has been a lot of beasts well, lately, I suppose. And I'm not sure if they're going to do two Radiant Dawn slash... Uh, what was Path of Radiance banners in a row? Yeah, because you're thinking because, that's kind of the last beasts available. I mean, and if there are other beasts, let me know in Discord that I don't know about or can't think of. Mm-hmm. But as far as I know, the only beast units, which might have been, which I think is partially why they took so long to get to them, is you know, in Awakening, you have two beast units and baits you have four beast units and then that's it other than all the path of radiance radiant dawn beast units that's where you have the largest selection of beast units i can't think of any you know especially since dragons aren't counted as beast units uh, that's i should a good note point. that because other than dragons i think with Awakening, or Path of Radiance, that was the first time we encountered shape-shifting into other animals. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. So, so maybe we won't get beast units. Maybe we, maybe this is an off right. an off banner for beast units and we'll get something else, but yep. I, I agree. And I guess there is technically the option of uh, two additional beast units per game. Uh, because technically, due to parentage, you could have... Right, maybe it's only one additional beast unit per game, but due to marriage, you could have certain units be beast units, but not actually transform into beasts, i.e. Avatar children. Mm-hmm. So you could have female Morgan beast unit or male Corn be- or male Kana beast unit. I wonder if they uh, do that, but that would be that would involve changing uh, how they release dragons, right? Yes and no. I mean. Also, there is the question of how would dragon and beast interact if they're going that deep into it, because it's just, yeah, it's a complicated question to ask whether or not, but if they wanted more beast units. Because they can actually change into the, they change into a different, I guess that makes sense. You could kind of, that's a stretch, but. It's more a fact of you could marry as male Robin, you could marry Pan. Mm -hmm. As female Robin, you can marry Keaton or Caden. So technically, Kana or male Kana or female Morgan, in those instances, would have beast unit or beast DNA in them. Yeah. And since the um, Awakening Fates beast units do not follow the rules of the Lagoos, where if you have a human parent, you do not get to be a beast as a child uh technically those characters could be argued whether or not they might be beast units but i don't think that was an option inside either of the games uh kana would have the dragon thing but so they could release a beast kana 
or a beast female Morgan. Or just for, you know, what ifs, they could do a beast male Morgan and female Kana, but... Hmm. Technically, it is a potential to have that, but whether it is likely or not is another question. You know? So... Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, we'll we'll definitely see. We won't have to wait long. We should get the reveal in a couple of days. Uh, yep. Let's jet out of here as we are going long. Uh, Outrealm Gate, we will talk about Dragalia Lost next week because the current crossover with Fire Emblem Heroes is happening and launching until the 14th of May. Um, and if you're interested in doing it, make sure you hop in this week because if you wait till we discuss it next week, you're going to have maybe a day to play the event yeah so definitely jump in there i know i'm having a lot of fun with it and uh i think the longer yes. you wait to jump in the less free stuff you're gonna have available to you because they are adding um they're adding more uh sorry they're they're giving free stuff away each day so the longer you wait to play the less time you'll have to actually summon the four heroes that were added which was i think we yeah, talked I about also it think if they unless yeah i think today will be the last day for the fire emblem special bonuses so yeah so definitely jump in there and experience that especially if you're like me not really enjoying the the custom the new dragalia here or the dragalia specific characters and the fact that they've finally added characters that we know and love is is really interesting uh eddie well, we playing through it with the fire emblem characters is nice but yeah the or no get Playing through it and getting to know some of these other characters make them interesting, but yeah, without the Fire Emblem characters, I had no interest in joining. But, sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. As you were jumping to the point of, we have a lot of news about Three Houses, don't we? <laughs> yeah, well, we've got, a, we've got a bunch of tidbits, right? Yep. Uh, it starts with, uh, shortly after the last episode, uh, Famitsu Magazine in Japan released an article about Three Houses. Uh couple of the big things to note in there is that it did confirm that the Miller's turn wheel mechanic will be appearing in three houses uh, from the translation they found it was called Skyrending Pulse uh, might be changed for the English version um, it also did confirm the theory about how the game starts although it appears that instead of actually escorting the three unit three char main characters or the three house leaders you actually encounter them being attacked by bandits, and you go to save them. And that is when you meet uh, Sothis and get the power, Skyrending Pulse power. Um, the other big thing out of the article is that uh, all these students, at least, and maybe all the characters you get, start out as Echoes-style villager units. So a base trainee class. Uh, in this game, it's called Commoners and Nobles. Uh, it does just seem to be uh, named based on the circumstances of their birth, because uh, both the class, both the commoner and noble class, do seem to have same stats and stat growths and weapon usage, and can trend and can upgrade into any of the same classes. So that that is an interesting little tidbit there. Uh, on top of that, after the magazine article they did release a bunch more photos and screenshots on their website um and even even after that 
uh, they started releasing videos and bios for various characters on Twitter. Uh, these videos and bios do confirm that your it does appear your father does not die in the opening sequence, uh, since there are see, uh, screenshots in part of the video showing him chatting with you uh, after you become a teacher, and his bio does indicate that um, he had left the Knights of Saras to become a mercenary, uh, was considered one of the strongest knights, and the circumstances or various features around uh, you becoming a teacher uh, has led him to, and maybe it's not exactly that, it's other factors, but has led him to rejoin the knights. Um, and we finally have a name for that uh, mysterious, regal-looking lady who seemed to be the leader of the church. Uh, according to the bio, her name is Rhea. Uh, it is subject to change for the American release. Uh, if you're wondering what, why I say that, uh, go ahead and ask Sita, or should I say Sheeta, uh, how that about that. And yes, it's not as big of a change as Rhea to something else, but, you know. Yeah, Japanese version is one thing, English version is the other. There are other characters that are similar. Uh, and she does have a bio that tells a bit more about her. Uh, all this info can be found on Serene's Forest. You might have to dig a bit for it or look for Three Houses stuff. But yeah, it's a lot of info to go over there. Yeah, they definitely dropped... Like, I call them... Here's the thing, I call them tidbits because it's a lot of little bit of information that certainly adds up to this pile of, of information that you can sift through. And obviously Serene's Forest has done a fantastic job. We would not do their work service by just, like, reading the three or four pages. So what I will do is I'll make sure that I put all the links that Eddie has provided with all this content so you can go through it if you're interested in that stuff. But I will say funny funny tidbit about these tidbits was that on the Fire Emblem subreddit, someone was taught they had posted the your father, is it it's it's not Gerald. Why am I spacing on it? You said it a couple times. What's the guy's name again? The fa- oh, I didn't actually say it here, but it is oh. Geralt or J-E-R-A-L-T. Yeah, so Geralt, your father, everyone's like, uh, this one guy comments, he says, uh, I will buy everybody a Nintendo Switch in this subreddit if if Ger- Geralt doesn't die in Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses. And I mean, like, uh, your tidbit there about him him surviving long enough for you to be a teacher, maybe that person will be buying us all uh, Nintendo Switches. Who knows? Obviously, well, we the, also don't know what's going on um you know there's a lot of speculation the church may become the enemy and one of the screenshots shown does show you fighting a church one it could be a mock battle it could be that the church does actually become your enemy and if your father has rejoined the knights of saros you might end up having to kill him yeah maybe he did not specify he might not survive the whole game but he does survive the opening sequence unlike most uh fire emblem parents yeah he did not specify when he would die, just that he would die uh, in the game. So maybe that person will not have to buy a bunch of Nintendo Switches. Um, yeah, alongside that big, giant dump of information for Three Houses, we did also... Uh, there was the Fire Emblem Expo that took place. The Fire Emblem Expo was held on the 4th in Japan, and two bits of possibly exciting news have popped up so far. One is there are plush characters coming from San A, scheduled to release in July... They announced Marth, Roy, Ike, Lucina, and female Corrin. They also announced the Fire Emblem Armory. These look to be keychain versions of various Fire Emblem weapons. Shown were Mars Falchion, 
Roy's Binding Blade, Ike's Ragnall, Crom's Sealed Falchion, and Female Corn's Yaddo. Uh, the reason we know it's a female corn is because the box art has the female corn on it. And also a little tidbit here, it seems female is the canon version of corn. And as so far as... just that they gave a female plush corn, uh, plush female corn, and plush where it's the box shows female corn True. on it instead of male corn. Yeah. And I mean, it was a bit of a dude fest, right? So it's nice to switch things up and and yeah. uh, offer a... F- oh, that's not true. I guess one of the plushes was Lucina. Lucina. Yeah, Lucina was a plush, so... True. It's um, not a full dude fest there. But... No. It's a little more, you know, equal opportunity. Uh, but we don't have any confirmation these are coming to the West, so prepare your import buying cards if you're interested in uh, getting these. You yeah, might I mean... have to import them. I, I hope they're coming to the West because I really want those swords. Yeah, we were talking about... Uh, definitely we're checking At least one out. or two of them, if not all of them. Yeah, the swords look really cool, uh, and I would love to have a couple of those just to throw on the old keychain. Um, and I, I say they're keychains because if you look at the images from the thing, they do appear to have like a big ring hooked through the hilt of the... or, you know, the pommel of the hilt, so... Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely cool. Check those out over on Strange Forest. Click the links in our show notes and uh, let us know what you think. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash fey. Email the show, fey at gamersinpodcast.com. Check out the Fire Emblem channel and the Gamers In Discord. That's where a majority of our fine interactions happen with you awesome listeners. That's over at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at R. Murphy, Eddie at Dralfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers Inn for show updates. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and happy summoning. <laughs> <laughs>